0: entrepreneur on fire 853
1: Every time I see this piece I get butterflies in my stomach I feel these very juicy sensuous lips If you're prepared to ignite then eo-fire and the webinar course.com is your fuel 10 days to amazing webinars
0: ignite Having experience these days is priceless. More than 900,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. That's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Ready to add a professional ring to your business? Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for our listeners. So visit evoice.com slash fire today. What's shaking, Fire Nation? Johnny Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Nick Gray. Nick, are you prepared to ignite?
1: I am ready. Yes.
0: Nick is a New York City entrepreneur who loves museums but hates how most museum tours are given. He founded Museum Hack, a company of private tour guides offering unconventional, renegade museum tours. Nick. I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So share more about you personally that expand upon the biz.
1: Alright, thank you. My name is Nick. I'm thirty-three years old and I hate museums. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I actually just that's... involuntarily yawns. I don't even know how that happens.
1: <laughs> so I don't I don't know. When I go to a museum, the paintings like they're they're dead, they are boring. You have to be quiet inside of a museum. And it hasn't kept pace with the fast, you know, ADD generation. And I had this experience a few years ago where a woman brought me to the Metropolitan Museum of Art on this crazy date. And she gave me a private tour. And it completely changed the way that I feel about museums. I realized that I didn't hate museums. I just hated the museum experience. Mm. Um, My message is I don't come from an art background. I never, I didn't grow up in a family who liked museums. Uh, But I had this experience. And for me, it's totally changed how I appreciate them. And I'm on a crazy mission to share that with others.
0: Well, I can tell you, Fire Nation, just in our little pre-interview chat, Nick's energy is contagious. His website, Museum Hack, is a really great website. I recommend checking it out. I know next time I'm visiting New York City, it's high on my agenda, Nick, so uh, keep your uh, calendar open, buddy. But before we really dive into where you're at right now and what you're doing and why you're crushing it and XYZ... We tell a story, Nick. We tell the journey of our guest. and that's you today. And yeah, things are awesome right now, and you're moving along. But you've had tough times. You've had struggles. You've had challenges. And I want you to share with my audience, Fire Nation, your worst entrepreneurial moment. Tell us that story.
1: As I think about that question, I actually, my heart started racing <laughs> because I got I got one nervous to share the story.: Okay, love it. And two, at the time that this happened, it brought me so much anxiety and sleepless nights and just very much unease. so,
0: mm, this is uh, a great precursor to the story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's not something that I am proud of. It as I started my business museum hack, doing these renegade museum tours, the first employee that I ever hired, unfortunately, we had a falling out. And my biggest mistake or the biggest moment that I ever had of regret was how that sort of fell out. Is that, should I tell that story?
0: I I want like super details. Like I want to feel like I'm that person that you're letting go. So get into it.
1: Um, all right. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: so we're going there.
1: Yeah. So when you start a business and when you hire people and when you have an employees, there's a thousand mistakes that you can make. And I probably made every single one of them in the book. But the biggest thing that put me on this road to disaster was sort of dumping all, a lot of my business operations onto this person and me just doing all the back end of the business. And I completely lost touch with my company. And when we had a falling out, there was just things to me felt like everything was in shambles. Um, gossip was going around with my employees. And it felt to me like the world was kind of crumbling around and to make matters worse, he went off to start a competing business Oof. to compete against me.
0: <laughs> so, Nick, I kind of want to sit here for a second because you did say you made every mistake in the book. You said if there was a thousand mistakes, I made a thousand mistakes. But the reality is if there were a thousand mistakes, at most you made 999 because one mistake you didn't make was to start a company that didn't have a starving audience and there's a starving audience out there for your product for your service there's a need there's a void that needs to be filled so you you did that right so you know let's look at the bright side there okay (laughs) but let's just kind of sit there for a second like if you were to go back and, and and be able to to start from that day forward but knowing what you know now what would you do differently share that with our listeners right now who are going through this or about to start something like this
1: One thing that I would do differently is I would have charged more for my product sooner. You can always go down in price, but it's a lot harder to go up. And I got advice from people saying you need to raise your prices. I said, I don't think there's a market for it. I wouldn't even test raising my prices because I was so afraid of doing it. And then something happened that I had to drastically raise my prices And as crazy as it sounds, I think it actually helped (laughs) my business.
0: Yes. I don't want to go on some $12 tour. It's probably going to suck. But if it's a $49 tour, you better believe I'm taking a girl to that because it's probably going to be awesome.
1: Dude, you are exactly right. When I did my tours for free, which is how I started out, just because I wanted to get good at them and it was a pure passion project, I would do them for free. And people thought that there was a catch. They thought that it was too good to be true. (laughs) And it was like this whole, and then once I started to charge for them, it completely changed my business. And when I started to charge more, that oddly enough helped it as well.
0: So, there's a real study that uh, I just read from a book, and it really fascinated me. I think it has a lot to do with what we're talking about. You know, basically, this woman owned this jewelry store, and she couldn't sell these pieces of turquoise that she had for the life of her. She she'd marked them at like $50, and she's like, this is a pretty good price. I mean, it's a little pricey, but these are, this is a good piece of jewelry. So, finally, she's just like, I got to move this inventory. So, she wrote, a, she scribbled a little note to her employee before she left. She's like, you know, mark these half off, and she's put like X two or whatever it was and the employee read it as you know mark these times two mm. so she doubled the employee doubled the price of it and the woman came in the next day and like she wasn't that surprised when she came in at like lunch and the pieces were gone she's like oh so people scraped it up at you know half off and the woman's like what are you talking about they were a hundred dollars each and they were flying off the shelves and the woman was <laughs> like what they wouldn't buy them at 50 and they were just <laughs> dying for them at a hundred so a lot of lessons learned here and nick i love how you said you were afraid to test the market. And that's something we can never be afraid of, Fire Nation. Never be afraid of testing that market because you never know until you test. And Nick, we're going to tell another story now. And by we, I mean you. And I really want you to kind of stick with this story theme and really take us to to that moment. You already shared with us one epiphany, one aha moment that you had. You know That was when you were in the After Hours Museum and you were just for the first time you saw a museum in a whole new light, you're like, why can't it always be like this? You know, maybe that's the story you're going to tell now, maybe it's not, but whatever aha moments that you're going to share with us right now, really take us there and then unpack the steps you took after having that moment to turn it into success.
1: Okay, before I tell the story of the aha moment, I have to tell you about my favorite piece of art in the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and I promise it goes together with, the aha moments. I love it. I Let's do, do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so imagine the Egyptian wing of the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Okay. It, you think mummies? What do you think about?
0: I think pharaohs. I think yes. um, a lot of tiaras. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, tiaras, <laughs> pharaohs. Um. The reality of a lot of Egyptian art today is that it's largely rocky, broken, and monotone. It's pretty boring stuff. There's pharaohs, and I love those. Don't get me wrong. But most everything else is, you know, it's gold. It's not my cup of tea. However, my favorite work of art in the entire Metropolitan Museum is this fragmented face that comes from a queen's statue. And there's so much mystery that goes into this piece. We don't know who it is. It's made out of a material called yellow jasper. And if you're looking online or you look later, just search for fragment of a queen's face. And it's this amazing piece that for me unlocked why art and what museums are. Uh, 3,000 years ago, that's how old this piece is. I have no idea what life was like. I can't really wrap my head around what life was like 300 years ago. But 3,000 years ago, I couldn't talk to Egyptian. I couldn't speak the language or read hieroglyphics, but today I kid you not every time I look at this piece, which by the way, I've been to the Metropolitan Museum of Art more than 312 times in the last two years. I count them on four square. <laughs> <how I know. laughs> okay. <laughs> You're, um, you
0: are like the mayor of Foursquare for people that don't work there.
1: Yeah. I'm basically like, I go there all the time. I love to check in. Um, Every time I see this piece, I get butterflies in my stomach. I, I, I feel these very juicy, sensuous lips.
0: Well, it's funny because I was just going to say that because I have obviously been Google imaging while you're talking and like these lips are like out of control. I mean, these are like luscious, juicy, just full figure lips and there's really nothing else besides the chin. And Fire Nation, I will be putting a picture of this in the show notes page. You can check it out. I'll link to it. Um, but continue, Nick.
1: So those lips, by the way, we have no idea how those were created. Like 3,000 years ago, there, there's no clue. That material it's made of is called yellow jasper, which is a semi-precious stone. And number one, it was incredibly rare at the time that was made. And number two, it was so hard to work with on a hardness scale where diamond is a seven and marble's a three. Yellow jasper is a solid five, possibly a six. Wow. And so to get that crispness and that clarity, no clue how that was made. No surviving examples of the tools. No lasers back then.
0: Loving Um, this. Okay, continue.
1: So I see that work of art today and I feel something. I'm like, damn, those are some nice lips. <laughs> and I think that's, like, that's what a good piece of art is. A great piece of art can communicate through time. 3,000 years ago, they, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have the modern language that we have today. I couldn't speak the language. I couldn't read hieroglyphics. But today, I can see that piece every single time, and I can feel something. And it helps me kind of put things in perspective. Museums are encyclopedic collections that have usually 5,000 years of human history. Each of the objects can tell stories. And that's what I try to do. And the biggest aha moment that I ever had was at the end of one of our tours. A guy from Los Angeles who does music videos came on one of our tours. He said, I never would have gone to this museum if it wasn't for your tour. He said, I've been walking through the museum, and I've seen these objects that are 100, 500, and 1,000 years old that have withstood the test of time. He said, I've seen these objects that are 100, 500, 1,000 years old, and I look at my own work, and I wonder if that will stand the test of time. And here's what he said. He said, being at the museum has made me want to be a better creator. And for me, that's what it's all about. I hope museums can inspire people the same way that they inspire me.
0: Man, say that quote one more time from that guy.
1: He said, being at this museum has made me want to be a better creator.
0: It's made me want to be a better creator. And Fire Nation, let me challenge you. Like, when's the last time you've seen something or you've experienced something that's made you want to be a better you? It's made you want to be a better creator. It's made you want to be a better Parents, a better entrepreneur whatever it might be if your answer is yesterday awesome i'm excited for you if he answers you know last year or maybe never then it's time to go seek out those type of experiences you know this is the life that we're living right now like let's make the most of this and nick i just love what you're bringing to life here and you know i really want you to kind of take that you know really just impactful aha moment that you had and share with the fire nation one takeaway that you want us as entrepreneurs to really make sure that we walk away with
1: there's museums in all cities and towns around the world i feel very passionately that we can learn through our past today i'm so focused in my own life on twitter instagram facebook And oftentimes I forget about these amazing stories and learning opportunities through history. I, like I said, never took an art history class, didn't go to museums growing up, but today they provide me such a sense of inspiration that whether you live in a small town or a big town, I'd suggest that you go check one out. My advice would be to get there as soon as the museum opens, if you live in a big city, especially to beat the crowds. And most of the staff at these museums loves questions and inquisitive visitors. Right.
0: So, Nick, we're going to move into what I like to call the 60-second questions, because you have some time to expound, but you are under some constraints. And ideally, Nick, I mean, you're 33 years old, you live in New York City. What do the first 60 minutes of your day look like?
1: I just started a new habit uh, about two months ago that I'm really enjoying, for the first 20 minutes after I wake up, I do not look at any screens. No cell phones, no laptops, no televisions, no Kindles. And I'm surprised how much of a physical challenge that is to myself, especially <laughs> if my phone is like bleeping a notification light. Some, some days I'm like counting down. That it's dopamine. Minutes.
0: It's literally, it's a proven fact that it gives you some same kind of dopamine sensors that cocaine does.
1: I can absolutely believe that. I enjoy that, and I get a positive thing out of not looking at my phone for the first 20 (laughs) minutes. What else? I have a green drink in the morning. Good man. That I mix with a little bit of coconut water, and then I make oatmeal. I make, in a Japanese Zojirushi rice cooker, steel-cut oatmeal. Mm. That is my number one life hack. You set it up the night before. It's on an alarm and you wake up to this beautiful bowl of steel cut oatmeal
0: okay send me that life hack via email like i'm going to start doing that like knowing that i wake up in the morning to steel cut oatmeal waiting for me like i go take this nice power walk and at 5:20 yeah. in the morning it's freezing i come back even in san diego it's cold and, and having that waiting for me that would make all the difference in the world nick
1: It's awesome. Just a quick little note. You got to add a little bit of salt, cinnamon, raisins, dried cranberries, but it's super easy and it's so delicious. Hey,
0: don't worry. You're going to send me the whole details after the show. I'm excited. And I'll share with you, Fire Nation. What is your biggest strength, Nick, as an entrepreneur?
1: As an entrepreneur, my biggest strength, I'm probably just an arbitrage guy that finds internet marketing opportunities or online hacks and applies them to the real world. Before I did these renegade museum tours, I worked selling electronic equipment for private jets and military planes, and was one of the first people in that industry to really use the internet to market our products. I think we're doing the same thing today with museum tours, marketing them to a new generation. I think that's my strength as marketing.
0: What's your biggest weakness?
1: My biggest weakness is definitely a lack of empathy or... <laughs> I'm not too good. I mean, I don't, it's something that I'm actively working on, but.
0: Does that like when you vanquish your foes, like you don't extend an olive branch? Is that what empathy means?
1: Yeah. I think empathy. (laughs) To be very dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a good answer for it. I think that I really respect people that are great listeners and that can communicate with their peers and with their colleagues. That is a skill. That I am not very good at, and I'm working on being better at. But, but I know as myself, I'm not a good manager, and it's it's something I struggle with all the time.
0: Bang! What is one habit that you wish you had?
1: <laughs> Wait, can I just say that when I said that that like that was my biggest weakness? You're like, damn, that sucks. You, like, <laughs> <laughs> I felt your thing. You're like, man, yeah. Oh man, that sucks for this guy, and yeah. it's true. It's it's something I need to worry. Do you have any advice on how I can get better at
0: that? Um, you know, it, it can be, it can be a, uh, a struggle that I have too at times as well. So I kind of was empathizing with your lack of empathy, which probably <laughs> makes me have more empathy than you just because I was empathizing with <laughs> that. But, um, you know, sometimes that, that quote, you know, walk a mile in somebody else's shoes helps and that can make a difference. But, you know, and that takes time. And let's be honest, that's something that a lot of us don't have.
1: That's a good quote. I like that, actually.
0: So what's the habit you wish you had?
1: I wish I could meditate better. Everybody's talking about this Headspace app, and I need to check that out. Um, but that's a habit that I wish I was better at. And
0: Yeah, let me add to that, actually. So Headspace is, is a great starter because it's just 10 days, 10 minutes. And I say it's a great starter, although like, I'm still at day six after three months. But there's also a great ad to it called Choose Muse. And you can just go to choosemuse.com. And you actually, it's like a, a headband that you wear during your meditation. And it and it actually um, like tests and records your brain waves and activity. So afterwards, you can go log into your little portfolio and dashboard and you can see like how active your brain was compared to yesterday. And for me, like I kind of need that, that competitive, like, like actually seeing like, in getting better, like you can get better at meditating, but it's proven like with this, this choose muse app, you know, in conjunction with headspace.
1: Leave it to the entrepreneurs to have competitive meditation.
0: (laughs) Right. It's such an oxymoron. So Nick, of all the things you have going on that you're fired up about, what is the one thing that has you most fired up?
1: I just booked a weekend cruise trip for all of our employees yes. <laughs> to do. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's a cruise to nowhere. And I'm just excited about that. We're, we're finally at this place now where we could have a little fun times after a great year. And I use this site called cruisesheet.com, which has like crazy last minute cruise deals. And several of my friends actually like to run their businesses from cruise ships Because they get these crazy low rates.
0: I think I just changed the future location of Entrepreneur on Fire, (laughs) depending on their Wi-Fi.
1: Yeah, it's like a super, most of my friends, I mean, let's be honest, the internet situation on boats, on the sea days especially, is very expensive and very dodgy. Yes. But it's that physical constraint. That several entrepreneurs I know have used to write books or develop a new course or just work on new products because they have no choice. I mean, you're at an amazing time constraint. You can't use the internet, and all of your personal needs are taken care of. Your room is cleaned three times a day, restaurants all over the place, gym. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, that sounds really awesome. And I bet that internet thing changes too, for the better or worse, um, to your points, because like with Google coming out with their blimps that are just floating all in the atmosphere, like, sh- like shooting down super high-speed Wi-Fi everywhere, I mean, that's yeah. just going to become the reality. Really cool stuff. So Nick, we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. There's a lot to be said of the internet and its ability to help us connect. You can build anything from relationships to entire businesses with the click of a button. But there are times when online communication can't beat hearing someone's voice over the phone. The personal connection, the trust, and the peace of mind that comes with it is irreplaceable. That's why I use eVoice for my business. By helping me expertly manage all of my business calls, eVoice provides me with a better way to connect with clients and business partners. With a toll-free number, professional voice greeting, In a dial-by-name directory, eVoice transforms any phone into my business phone. So no matter where I am, I always have the ability to connect. Want to try it for yourself? Go to eVoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for you. So visit eVoice.com slash fire today. That's eVoice.com slash fire. Need a quality design but worried about the cost? One of the easiest ways for your design budget to spiral out of control is to start your project without clear direction. That's why I love going to 99designs for my design projects. They make it easy. I actually just completed two of my own logo projects through 99designs this past month for free podcast course and travel on fire. It doesn't matter if you're running a contest with several designers or collaborating with just one. Crafting a thoughtful brief is always a first step to getting a great design. And at 99designs, it's super simple. All you need to do is fill their online brief form. Project started just $199 and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. And also check out my past contests that I've run myself. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Nick. Welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'm ready. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: I was really afraid to quit my job. I had the safety and the security of a really cushy position. And it wasn't until I started, to be honest, I started working with like a life coach or an executive coach who acts, who asked me some very deep, difficult questions that helped me make the jump.
0: What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: The best advice I ever received was to double the price of my product. Ramit Sethi told me that, and I wish I would have taken it a lot sooner.
0: Awesome. And Ramit's right there in New York City. You ever get to hang out with him? All the time. Oh, nice. Love, Ramit. Share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success.
1: I use an app on my phone called Mailbox to manage my email, and it helps me to snooze messages and not use my inbox as a personal task list. I also make extensive use of Virtual assistants and services like Fancy Hands to help me do more with less.
0: <laughs> I just love that. You have such fancy hands. Like, I just, this is a great <laughs> name for a company. It is. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you believe contributes to your success?
1: I think we're mutual friends with Ari Mizel and his oh, yeah. Less Doing. But I love the Less Doing book, and that was very helpful to me.
0: Yeah, he was a great recent guest of Entrepreneur on Fire. Definitely check him out, Fire Nation. Just go to eofire.com, type A-R-I-R-E in the search bar, boom, popping right up. And we'll put crew Sheet in there too. I mean, that's a pretty awesome resource. Yeah. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, Nick, what would it be and why?
1: Have you read this book called Mastering the Rockefeller Habits? Yes, I really like that book. That book was so helpful to me in growing my business. I think it's better for a business that's gotten a little bit of traction, but it helps you think strategically in a way that I never had thought before.
0: Yeah. Great book. Vern Harnish, actually another past guest of Entrepreneur on Fire. Great author, great guest. So uh, Mastering the Rockefeller Habits, great book. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So I've teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book for free at eofirebook.com. Nick, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: I got started with my business by giving free tours for my friends to build up reviews so if I'm on this island and I've got 500 bucks on my laptop, I would become the best tour guide of this island that I could. I would then use that $500 to have a website built and start buying Google AdWords and set up a Yelp page and a TripAdvisor page. I really do believe in doing things for free until you get awesome and amazing at them for your friends, leverage that for testimonials, and then be the best on the market.
0: If you want to be Fire Nation, do. And that just takes doing the actual thing. And Nick, let's end today on fire, my friend, with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: At most museums, you can do something called a director's audio tour. I highly recommend that you purchase the audio tour guide at a museum. And then here's one thing that you need to do that nobody else is going to do. When you get to the museum, don't look at the art. The first thing you need to do, well, the second thing you need to do is find the (laughs) cafe because you're going to need to go for a coffee or a wine break. But the first thing that you need to do is walk the entire floor plan very, very, very quickly. Walk the floor plan and in the back of your head, keep in mind the pieces that you like. After you've walked the whole museum, now go to the cafe, have a cup of coffee, down a glass of wine, whatever you need you're ready to go back and slowly enjoy the pieces that stood out to you.
0: This is coming, Fire Nation, from a guy who has been there and done that. And Nick, what's the best way we can connect with you?
1: The name of my company is Museum Hack, And uh, on Twitter, I'm at Nick Gray News. If any of your listeners come to New York City, I'm happy to give them a cool little deal. We do the best tours of museums in New York City. And it's an honor to be on the show. For anyone who's listening that is excited about self-improvement. I think that I've learned a lot from museums and they've inspired me personally.
0: Love it. I guess if you just mention promo code FIRE, FIRE Nation, Nick's going to uh, make sure you get taken care of in New York City. And <laughs> FIRE Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Nick and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Nick in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with all the links that we've been talking about. And of course, if you're in New York City Museum, has is for you. Nick, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip
1: side. Thank you very much. Awesome.
0: Struggling to keep your projects and your team organized? Lots of moving pieces, ever-evolving due dates, and so many email updates? Ah, good news, Fire Nation. Trello is the app that lets you organize anything with anyone. Whether you're trying to get your team on the same page, streamline your next big project, or plan your next family vacation, Trello can help. Check out Trello for free today by visiting trello.com slash fire. That's trello.com slash fire. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Also, if you're an entrepreneur who's prepared to ignite, visit thefirepath.com, where your passion and our guidance unite. See you there.